Star Wars 7x7 episode 3940. The Chronicler is an unexpected story in From a Certain Point of View, featuring all your favorite characters as seen through the lens of one particular person who may or may not have been on screen in Return of the Jedi. It's hard to say for sure, but this is also one of the longer stories in there and has a surprising link to an earlier story in the collection as well. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So The Chronicler is one of the longest stories, if not the longest story in the From a Certain Point of View, short story collection celebrating 40 years of Return of the Jedi. And as such, because there is actually so much in it, I'm going to do this the way that we do some of our live action episode breakdown episodes where we talk about seven takeaways from this particular story. The first one I want to share is that we learn from this story that Mon Mothma has employed a number of people in the rebellion as chroniclers, as people who will be tasked with documenting the history and the participants of the Rebel Alliance. And for the purposes of this story, we are following a first-person narrator protagonist, Dora Marr, who is one of these chroniclers, and has an eidetic memory, which is described as being a type of memory where you can remember every single thing that's ever happened to you, that you're able to bring it up and recall it with complete clarity. And this has its benefits, but it also has its challenges, too. And Mon Mothma realizes this. There's an exchange between the two characters where Mon basically expresses regret over the fact that she has asked Dora to document all these memories of the rebellion, which means that all of these, you know, very difficult, you know, battles and, you know, emotions and engagements and whatnot are all going to be top of mind and available for Dora on top of just everything else in her life. For a second takeaway, we find out that in between the briefing where everybody found out about the attack on the Death Star and how Leia and Han and the rest were going to lead a mission down to Endor, that in between that and the shuttle Tidarium taking off, the chroniclers were tasked with interviewing as many people as they possibly could, including everybody at you know the top ranks all the way down. And in this particular case, Dora Mar is tasked with interviewing Lando and Leia and Han, and by chance also gets to interview Luke Skywalker as well to document their situation in the Rebellion, how they came to the Rebellion, and you know, how they're playing a role in the Rebellion, basically. I guess you might have imagined that once they left the briefing room, they were just preparing for the mission themselves. But nope, Mon Mothma had everybody being interviewed in advance. There's another chronicler who's mentioned, Tele, T-E-L-E, uh, who is tasked with interviewing Admiral Akbar and other generals and X-Wing pilots and whatnot. So yeah, this is going on across the board. Now, as for Dora and her four interviewees, they're varying shades of cooperative. Mon Mothma warns... <laughs> Dora that they're not necessarily going to be, you know, perfect interviewees or perfectly responsive. So for a third takeaway, we'll talk about Han, who Mon says is going to be gruff 
and it turns out that, eh, you know, he's not necessarily gruff, but he is also not having it for a good stretch of the time. What we get from Han through interviewing by Dora is an admission that meeting Leia was an inflection point in his life for him. It's the point at which he goes from being motivated mostly by money to being motivated by something else, that maybe his choices weren't always on the up and up after that point, but for the most part, he was making more moral decisions, if you will, and the circle of people for whom he might sacrifice his life was getting wider and wider. But ultimately, he says, yeah, you know, or he admits to going on the, the Endor mission, volunteering for it, doing it for Leia, but that he's really doing it for everyone because he sees the Death Star as another inflection point, that it's either that Death Star or everybody else. And if the Death Star wins, if the Empire wins, then there's nothing nothing left for anybody else on the other side of it. And then he decides, yeah, I'm done with this interview, <laughs> and he takes off. For a fourth takeaway, we'll talk about the Lando interview. Mon Mothma told Dora that Lando would be charming, and he certainly is. Dora does something that's actually rather surprising and almost controversial, if you will. She asks Lando if there's any truth to the rumor that Lando had served up Han to Jabba the Hutt in order to try to get out of the gambling debts that he may have owed to Jabba. And that's the point at which Lando's like, all right, this interview's over. <laughs> and... Dora offers him a line to like possibly try to pull him back in and he says you know you want to know my truth I got old and she's like you're not old and he says no I got too old to be able to convince myself that I was too young to know better so there's a little bit of you know verbal wordplay on that one but basically he decides that he couldn't deny what was happening in Galaxy any longer and that's the reason why he ultimately got involved with the rebellion after all. For a fifth takeaway, we'll talk about the conversation with Luke, and she does ask if Leia was also the inflection point for Luke in joining the Rebellion, and he says, like, eh, I don't know if that's really accurate necessarily. He says that Obi-Wan Kenobi would have been the catalyst for him, but that Leia was something else, like a beacon or a guiding light. And Dora asks if he is in love with Leia at all, and he responds by saying that... You know, I'll tell you this, like from the moment I saw her, you know, in that shaft of light in that recording, I knew she'd be part of my destiny. And that's all he will say about the subject. And that interview actually happens before the Lando interview. She mentions something about Han and Leia to Lando. And he's like, oh, yeah, you heard about that, huh? Everybody kind of wants to know about that sort of thing, even though he doesn't necessarily confirm or deny it. He does say that he thinks it's certainly a very interesting possibility, but that you know, you don't know how things are going to play out. For a sixth takeaway, we'll talk about the Leia interview, which is the one that Dora has been most excited and most fearful about because she has idolized Leia for quite a long time and kind of gets off on the wrong foot because she keeps leaning into the royalty aspect of Leia's history and Leia has to say, yeah, no, I'm just as comfortable in my, you know, uniform jumpsuit as I was in my you know, royal finery and has to then also say, yeah, I was roaming around the halls, but I much prefer being in the trenches with the rebels. So like, there's just setup of stuff where it's already kind of off on the wrong foot. 
But what's really fun and interesting about the interview is that it does go into you know, them talking about the whole Jabba's Palace situation. And Leia brings up two characters, Jess and Ula. Ula, you're familiar with just from having watched the movie. That's the dancer that Jabba feeds to the rancor just before Leia gets to the palace. Jess is a character who appears in another story in the collection. That's uh, Dune Sea Songs of Salt and Moonlight. And Jess is the main character in that particular story. She's a musician. She's also somebody who helps Leia and who is friends with Ula, who is able to relate the story of Ula's defiance of Jabba to Leia. And Leia's response to Dora with the interviews and all this is to say, yeah, we need to document the stories of people like Jess and like Ula. I'm, you know, not you know, utterly opposed to what Mon Mothma is doing here, but I also think, you know, it's not the whole story. Like, we need to be telling these other people's stories because they matter just as much as mine or anybody else's. And for seventh and final takeaway, through the course of the story, we find that Dora has been harboring feelings, or at least certainly the hint is given that she's been harboring developing feelings for her co-chronicler Telly, and is not sure how to deal with that because there's also the fact that if they you know, try to make a move. If one does and the other rejects it, then that rejection is just going to be like present in memory for them so prominently because of the whole eidetic memory thing that it's really hard to get over that thing. And the fact that Dora has been dealing with these romantic feelings that seem to be coming to a head, it's been coloring the interviews that she's been trying to do with Luke and Leia and Han and Lando and Mon Mothma wasn't necessarily happy about that. But upon further reflection and reading the story, that Dora wrote about Leia and about Ula and about Jess, Mon Mothma realizes that yes, you know, these kinds of stories, stories about love and about these small acts of defiance, even from people who aren't formally part of the rebellion, are just as important to tell and become a necessary part of, you know, the future of the galaxy and what people can think about and what people can believe and how people can put themselves into a story of rebellion against you know, oppressive evil. So ultimately, Dora's story is not, as she chronicles for herself, about, you know, being somebody in these battles, about being a Jedi or a princess or a rogue or any kind, but that she can see her own place in the story now as a result of having had these interviews and conversations and situations unfolding before her, even in these most... <laughs> delicate and dangerous moments. Oh, and I forgot to tell you the thing that Mon Mothma said to Dora about Leia before they met. Mon Mothma said that Leia is capable of responding to questions with answers that don't answer a single thing at all about the question that was asked, which I thought was really funny too. So again, this is The Chronicler out of the four stories that I read in this thing. <sighs> yeah, this was a tough call, but I think The Chronicler is my favorite out of this particular little mini-series of four that we're looking at this time around, and that is going to do it for our episode of the podcast today. If you like what I've been doing, if you have been checking out these episodes where I've been chronicling Star Wars storytelling and news about Star Wars storytelling and analysis and all that, if you want to support me continuing to do this, I hope you'll consider doing that at patreon.com slash SW7X7. Again, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash 7X7. And <laughs> that's what I've got for you today. It just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.